Let's roll, huh? In this neighborhood is a house where souls never rest. You're invited to share their secrets. I've been waiting for you, boys. You're invited to share their tales. Unless, of course, you're scared. Tales of madness. <laughs> of revenge. The dolls don't want you there! They want reparations! Of horror. He thinks he needs to kill the monster. Now, your most terrifying nightmare and your most frightening reality are about to meet on the streets. And this is a trip, homie. I don't need nothing from no house of dead folks, okay? Death. It comes in many strange packages. The producer of Menace to Society and executive producer Spike Lee will take you to the outer limits of the inner city. Tales from the Hood. Chill. Or be chilled. Hey, man, I don't need to be hearing this, man. the uh, motorcycles, helicopters, and crackheads <laughs> that we had in the old studio. My old crackheads. Yeah. We'll have some dog barking for sure. Well, to your new home. Cheers. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, that's good. Wow. All right. You guys ready? Hey listeners, you're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that talks about a movie, a horror movie from whenever. And uh, we'll try not to spoil recently watched, but we will spoil that movie we talk about. Um, we are not professional critics, and we're not trying to be. Um, well, we've, we've moved out of a shed. We have. We're, we're moving on up. <laughs> Maybe we're we in should, a room. We're in an actual room. In a house. Walls. Yeah. In a room. Uh, very quiet sounding room. In a room. In a house. There might be a little echo this episode. In fact, there is a little echo. A little reverb here. Mm, yeah. Until uh, we get some things on the wall. But at least there's paint. Yep. Uh, the up- lovely sea foam. Yeah. It's a nice aqua. Uh, the house was built in 51, so it feels of the era. You know, you got that. I chose it based on what a Savoy camera kind of looks like. Uh-huh. A little mint green toy kids camera from the 50s. Yeah, I remember yeah. the one. Yeah, there was one floating around the house. It'll turn up eventually. I'll, I'll unpack it. Um, so listeners who are just joining us don't know what the hell we're talking about. Listeners who've been listening for a while are like, all right, guys, you were gone for a week. What happened? It was my fault. Again. And, and the weather. And the we- Yeah, the weather did kind of 
give it to us dry. Um, <laughs> but we uh, we made it. We're here. Uh, we've got Leela, the shepherd mix, in the room with us. She used to bark and want to join us once in a while. She hadn't done that for a while. And she's, she's here with us. Uh, so we made it. We're here. We're going to talk about uh, Tales from the Hood and anything recently watched, which is going to be super easy for me. Did we mention the um, Moon Rays? We didn't. Thank you for that. Um, thank you to the Moon Rays for giving us the intro song, uh, intro creature features at the top of the show. Uh, you can find the music on Amazon or iTunes if you want to buy it digitally. And say hi to them on Facebook, where they are, the Moon Dash Rays. Um, I should try and contact them. I'm going to be in Chicago in a couple weeks. Mm. That's where they're based. Why? Why not? Yeah, it would be cool. Get a little interview with them. Did I ever talk about? Give us a bumper. Yeah. What have they done for us lately? (laughs) What have they done for us lately? Uh, Anything we've asked. Step up, Moon Rays. (laughs) Yeah, you need to up your game. Uh, Did I tell you guys about my friend uh, Jim J. Roz? He's kind of internet famous. Uh, uh, possibly. Okay. So there's this guy called the Nostalgia Critic. Oh, yeah. And he, you know who he is? Yeah. You ever watched the one about uh, Thomas the Tank Engine? No. Okay. I, I know of him. I've never uh, watched any oh, of okay. his. I know Thomas the Tank Engine. Okay. So, Personally? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back in England? Friend, friend of the show. Yeah. He laid, laid down some tracks together. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a friend of mine works for Channel Awesome. Is that in the studio or live? <laughs> you always go live. Um, so a friend of mine works for Channel Awesome, and uh, they were doing a particular episode of The Nostalgia Critic where they were talking about Thomas the Tank Engine. And uh, uh, Alec Baldwin is on this episode, and, and he's uh, the train conductor, and he says, sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. And there's this twinkling special effect, and then he disappears. And uh, the nostalgia critic uh, is kind of annoyed by this whole sparkle, sparkle, sparkle thing. But then he realizes that maybe it has, you know, social implications or something. So he runs over to the door, opens it up, and he yells, hey, sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. And there's a guy walking by outside the house. And he turns and says, fuck yeah, sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> That's my friend Jim. Okay, yeah, you've told that story. Okay. Not on there. Not on our <laughs> podcast. So I've just described something I could have just said, hey, go YouTube it. But uh, <laughs> I like this. This could be a new podcast for us where, we... where Richard describes YouTube videos. <laughs> Probably inaccurately. <laughs> So and then we would sit and watch them and judge you on how accurate <laughs> so the recall of YouTube videos were. So there's a German guy during winter, and he's wearing just a Speedo, right? And he's saying all this stuff in German, and there's a frozen swimming pool. And he's clearly going to jump and break the ice, right? Guess what happens? I don't know what. The ice doesn't break. Oh, oh, yeah. I bet that hurts. It looks like it really hurts. Oh, yeah. That's like concrete. Yeah, pretty much, except for colder. Uh, yeah, and so enough about that. <laughs> what have you watched recently? Because I haven't watched anything. I watched the news this morning. Okay. Uh, I haven't watched much. I watched a, only one horror movie in the last couple of weeks, other than Tales from the Hood. Uh, well, I did watch the uh, horror noir mm-hmm. on Shutter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was disappointed they left out Leprechaun and Leprechaun in the Hood, or <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood 1 and Leprechaun in the Hood 2. Yeah. 
Um, they also didn't mention grave diggers, which I thought was odd. <laughs> so these are these are uh, black centric horror movies in your black opinion. Black centric horror movies, yes. Leprechaun, Leprechaun in the hood. hood. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I think it had a largely black cast. Did it? Yeah. Oh. I, I don't remember anything of it except oh come we, on we would talk about it. That's part of the reason I asked you to do this show with us. To, to start with. Talk about it because we talked that about the movie. Leprechaun. Really affected me. <laughs> you brought it up a lot. I did. It was a good one. Uh, I don't remember much of the sequel. I know I watched it at some point, but it didn't leave. Didn't have near the impression. Back to the hood. Yeah. Well, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Yes, yeah, this is true. Yes. I'll be in Seattle for it. I'll be in the Emerald City. Ooh. So maybe there's a tie in there. I doubt it. Maybe. Um, so anyway, I watched uh, that, uh, not Leprechaun in the Hood, but uh, <laughs> Horror Noir. Yeah. Um, and then I watched uh, a movie called Pie Whack It, which was, mm. it was okay. And it has a couple of creepy scenes. So but I, I've not seen that. Like Piwak, it was one of the old traditional names for a witch's familiar. Yeah, uh, it right. Was, it wasn't a cat. Is a... as as in Bell uh, Bell Book and Candle. Yeah, originally it was it was some some other creature that was uh, was called Piwak. Piwak. Yeah, this is some demon that some sullen teenage girl summons up to kill her mom. Um, Man, teens can, really hate their moms, don't they? Yeah, it's it felt. Gene said that it felt like a a satanic panic for the modern age. Um, you know, she's reading books like I don't know who the guy's supposed to be a real world analog to, but or um, who that would be. But uh, he comes across as kind of a Stephen King guy who writes these spooky books, and she learned some spell from it. It was all pretty silly, but there were a couple scenes that were like where shadow people were crawling out of the walls that were mm. kind of spooky. Mm. Um, I can't give it a recommend. Okay. <laughs> and then we watched The Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah. The new series. How is that? I mean, a lot of people are watching it. I don't know much of it. Um, I like it so far. We've only watched three episodes. We're trying to limit it to one a night. Yeah. Sticking to a comic book tradition, I might skip an issue right. that I couldn't get to the store in time. <laughs> right. So you're left wondering, like, what? Oh. So is is this kind of like when your when your mom tells you you don't have to eat the whole pan of brownies? You know, you could just have one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's wrong. She's wrong. <laughs> just watch them all. No, you get through them too fast. I I fear that it would it would grow. Um. Maybe it'd be too much. I don't know how well it translates from a comic book. I didn't read the comic to a TV show. Um, but you feel like maybe this would have worked better in a comic or... I don't know. It's so far got a B. I'm going to keep watching them. Okay. It could go up, could go down. So you don't have cable, right? No. You have you have cord cut or never had the cord? Uh, I had the cord for a long time. Okay, so you cord cut how long ago? Ooh. Two years, five years? No, five. it's been, yeah, it's been like seven years now. Yeah, do you Maybe miss it? Maybe longer. Maybe ten years now. <laughs> uh, no, I don't miss cable at all. Okay. 
I, I kind of can't watch anything with commercials in it. Right. Other than like maybe a Hulu, I can sit for about thirty seconds anymore. Right. So you have a digital antenna. You have your cable connection. You have some subscription services. Yeah. Um, so when you hear about something really cool that you can't watch, you just disregard it until it shows up somewhere. Typically. Okay. Um, most of the time, if I'm if I'm bootlegging something anymore, it's because I can't find it anywhere else. Right. Um, anymore, or they, you know, it's a 35 year old movie, but they want fifteen dollars for it. Right. Like, no, no, I'm not paying again for, to watch. You know the thing again because I misplaced my copy or whatever. Right. Well, what are those like uh, file sharing things where the more people who uh, illegally download something? Oh yeah, like the the uh, supposedly illegal streaming. The it's it's kind of similar to BitTorrent, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's apparently that spiked again because so many uh, so much content is going into an exclusive. Uh, services right that it's getting more expensive to see a variety of things it is and it was going down because you know tv had you know had come into this golden age yeah and, and anyone could watch it but now it's being uh with, withdrawn behind walls yeah uh, you know it's piracy is going up yeah they're commodifying everything and and uh the the, the i think the problem that they run into is uh like if you look at Comcast, for example, they would always basically say, well, here's the basic package, which is crap. Yeah. There's nothing there. There's a bunch of stuff you don't want and three three things that are kind of okay and one thing you do want. And then there's all these levels and tiers of like you end up paying $200 to have internet and a handful of channels mm-hmm. that, that you actually want and hundreds that you don't oh, want. Oh, God. Yeah. So why was this not early on made a la carte? So you could just say, all right, look, here, here's a list of the 15, like maybe they tell you, you can have 12 or 20 channels or whatever it is. And you know, I could get by with four. Right. And you get to pick them. Uh-huh. And it's significantly less money per month, but everybody will do it. Well, apparently every now and then um, religious groups will lobby for a la carte choice of channels. Right. But then they find out that if they did that, all the religious channels would disappear because no one wants them. No one watches them. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they wouldn't have any money. Yeah. There's a bunch of languages. Yeah, I, I don't... I'm going to be a modern jackass. Okay. Um, but I believe there is a law that makes it illegal to do to offer a la carte sort of uh, TV packages because of religious channels and other oh, broadcasters. But I don't know enough about it to... To go beyond yeah, that, yeah, because they've got to be buoyed up by everything yeah, else. basically they couldn't exist without. Yeah, a lot of channels couldn't if right. they if they got rid of the cable packages. The same way their organizations are taken care of by our tax dollars, sort of. <laughs> or, or I should say that they don't have to pay the taxes we so pay. So we're living in a yeah. techno theocracy. Yeah, that's probably a fair assessment Maybe. of it. So, if you dig just horror movies and the local news, then all you need to do is have a digital antenna and shutter. Well, you know, uh, internet. You describe my viewing habits to a T. <laughs> right. I love the local news and shutter. <laughs> That's Come right. Come on, shutter, sponsor us already. For fuck's sake. Uh, so we have a, a, a higher speed internet connection here. Um, it just so happens that 
uh, one of the companies offers a really good internet connection in this particular area. And if you have like the Amazon Fire Stick and a smart TV and a digital antenna and whatever else, yeah, you don't need to pay a, another 150 bucks for cable. cable. It's just stupid. Now, will I miss uh, Curse of Oak Island if I can't see it? Yeah, but it'll turn up eventually. Mm-hmm. You can probably watch it on YouTube. Probably. <laughs> so uh, they had a real sinkhole problem last episode I watched. Ooh. Yeah, it started. Could it be? <laughs> could it be a sinkhole that, that threatens to envelop all the equipment and drop it to the bottom of the money pit? Yeah. I've not seen that one before. No. So. I, used to, I used to be really into Oak Island stuff when I was a kid. Oak Island was great. So have you called them up and, and talked about a merchandising tie-in? With your, we should. Your printing services. Oh, God, yeah. I can make some really cool merch for them. Um, oh, well, I went. I dug in Oak Island and all I got was this. <laughs> this crappy mug. <laughs> lousy t-shirt. Right. Yeah, that would be kind of funny. There's a reason they call it the money pit. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I think that whole island is a money pit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just shoveling millions of dollars into a hole in the ground. And uh-huh. maybe they will dig up some treasure. Maybe. I, I feel like someone else did a couple hundred years ago and they just put it on a ship and got the hell out. <laughs> yeah. Probably. They just went spending it on rum and hookers. Or maybe they spent all the treasure developing all the booby traps. Yeah. Uh, and spin it all. Yeah. There's nothing left to bury. Oh, yeah. So has, has has there been any discord? Has any of them like dressed up as a wolf man and tried to scare the others away from the mine? That would be cool. I would like to see that. Not since the 30s, anyway. Oh, yeah. okay. Not for a long, long time. Yeah. You know, that you bring up wolf men, and, uh, or wolf mans. I'm not sure what the plural of wolf man is. But, well, uh, it's a horror podcast. I thought I'd swing it back. You yeah, know. yeah, of course. Uh why aren't there more Wolfman movies? Werewolf movies? Aren't there quite a number? No. Compare how many vampire movies there are to how many werewolf movies. Well, vampires are easier to do. That's why, right? Yeah. Like the 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 barrier to entry in making a werewolf movie is much greater, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I mean, vampires look just like people, but werewolves, you expect a bit more than just fur taped to the guy's face. Sure. <laughs> Maybe glued to his face instead of glued. tape. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Unless you're using double stick tape. Not hot glue either. <laughs> yeah, you don't want it to be, you know, dangerous. Ooh. So, uh, it looks so realistic the way it was all lumpy and red, and raw, and fur was growing out of it, blistering. It was it was awful. That transformation looked painful. <laughs> Yeah, you can you can do uh, a zombie movie or or a vampire movie on the cheap pretty mm-hmm. well. Yeah, you probably film it with your iPhone. Well, not you guys. You don't have an iPhone, but somebody with an iPhone could totally yeah. do that. GoPro. Yeah. yeah, you could put a GoPro on a helmet and follow someone Ooh, around. Vampire point of view. Oh, vampire POV. Yeah. 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 P.O. Vampire. <laughs> and you never get to see who the vampire is because you can't yeah. look in a mirror. Right. Right. Yeah, you just see a floating GoPro. Oh, it's yeah. not a great idea. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's an idea anyway. Chewing, chewing Productions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chewing Productions. 
So this, uh, okay, recently watched. So that was it for you, Will? Because uh, we really sidetracked on that ooh, badly. Yeah. Did you even talk about anything you recently watched? I watched uh, Umbrella Academy and Pie Wacket. And... Russian Doll was really popular in Britain. Oh, it was good. Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's really popular uh, in the White it. House, too. Mm. <laughs> so, um, Jolien, what have you watched recently? Uh, well, we finished watching uh, The Veil, which is a, a 1958 uh, TV series. And it's hosted by Boris Karloff, and he's he's also in all but one of the episodes. Oh, cool. Um, so they're like 25-minute little stories. Um, and you've got directors like uh, George Wagner, who did The Wolfman. Oh, yeah. And uh, Herbert L. Strock, who did I Was a Teenage Frankenstein. And in the first episode, you've got uh, Boris Karloff as this kind of uh, doofus police constable. And uh, and then the, the the smart cop is played by Patrick McNee. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah, and you've got like Morris Ankrum in it. Um, uh, one of the fellas, oh, uh, Neil, uh, Neil McGuinness, who was in um, Night of the Demon. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, and George Hamilton turns up playing a, a Hindustani fella in one of the episodes. <laughs> really? They're like, yep. hey, you're really tan. Yeah, as as episode set in India, but um, uh, and Boris Karloff's in it, but he's not playing an Indian, even though he's he's like the one cast member who's got Indian blood. Right. Um, but anyway, you know, is is entertaining enough if you're a you know Karloff fan. They're very very mild. Sure. I mean, uh, each episode, it's it's uh, um, something strange happens. It's not necessarily a horror thing. Okay. Something weird happens, and then the drama's kind of circles around that. But um, yeah, we we quite enjoyed it. So, so on that note, um, when strange or unexplained things happen to or around. Or maybe to people you know, if you're if you're a person who doesn't necessarily believe these things, how do you how do you sort of um, parse that? I mean, for example, if if someone close to you has seen a ghost or a UFO and you patently disagree with the reality of those things, but you trust that person, how how do you kind of suss that out? I just uh, I like the story. Yeah. Let, let them tell the story. Yeah, I've always liked. I don't try and tell them. You know what actually happens. <laughs> so, I, I wasn't there on that lonely farm road. No. So uh, you know, I just let them tell the story. You know, there's something interesting in the story. Sure. Um, something meaningful to them, and and their perception of it. Yeah. Because um, it, it kind of seems like um, there's a lot in the physical world that could explain a crazy thing that happens, but really crazy things happen to very reasonable people all the time. Yeah. And then maybe they do something to try to come to terms with it or, or negotiate with it. And then the crazy thing stops. Yeah. That's really kind of like, I want an explanation for that. I want to try to wrap my brain around it. But sometimes you just can't. So that, that's what makes those things so fun, right? Yeah. You know, that's well, what... if this podcast has taught me anything, it's believe people. Sure, believe. When they tell you... <laughs> That some blob is eating their friends, or a killer with a burnt face is murdering them in their sleep. Or that Steve McQueen's a teenager. Or that Steve McQueen is a teenager. <laughs> yes, just believe them. Sure. And if the cops don't believe those kids, you should. Yes. Yeah. 
Always believe shit that teens tell you. Always believe shit yeah. that teens tell you. Yes. Who has more integrity than a teenager? Nobody I know. <laughs> I mean, from from the most lowly of of uh, public servants all the way to the you know the top <laughs> the top of the government. You know, nobody in the in the top of the government has more integrity mm-hmm. than a teenager. Oh yeah, Ooh, I remember. Yeah. I, I, it was weird entering into like five or six years of purity and honesty. Yes, it was, wasn't it? And snapping back out of it once I got into college. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, college. Anyway, also watched um, Horror Noir, uh, which I enjoyed. It's a good little yeah. whip through history of uh, African-Americans in horror. And um, uh, I was hoping Elvis Mitchell would turn up because he's like one of my favorite oh, yeah. like, film critics. And he, he, like, he, he loves the genre. And, right. Um, and, and he rocks a magnificent silvery dreads. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I miss seeing him. But, uh, you know, you've got Ken Forey singing Monster Mash. I didn't get that far yet. I watched oh, yeah. about... Oh, was at the end. Sorry. Yeah, I watched about half of it. Uh, uh, I made, I tried making a list of films I hadn't seen. I only had two on the list. One of them's oh. lost. Uh, Ingagi. I've seen Son of Ingagi, but okay. I think the original Ingagi is lost. Uh, I have never seen Death by Temptation. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I can't find it. I started that one. It was on Amazon. It was might it? it might have gone missing, but I did start that one. Okay. And I, I talked about it on the show. I didn't finish it, so I didn't really get too into it. But it was it was interesting. It was very eighties. Mm. Um. Uh. I didn't like that. Uh. I walked with a zombie. Got thrown under a bus again. Really. Um, yeah. It's not. I don't think it's a racist movie. It, there's people in it who are, but that's not the same thing. Right. The the black characters are, in it are clearly the smartest people. Yeah. Uh, they they pretend to be. Some of them pretend to be servile, especially the woman. Right. But she she so she does one thing to the rich white folks, but then the, you have this character, the teacher that you follow as she explores the island, and uh, she realizes that this this woman is like knows more than anyone else yeah and then uh you have the the images of car four when they go out into the sugar cane you have this like super scary like seven foot tall guy yeah, in the shadows the kind of buggy eyes <laughs> oh yeah. my god um but on, on it, it would clearly be terrifying if you walked upon him but he's not as scary he's not the monster right and and the woman who's guiding her says like this is car four it's a, he's the guardian and then she leads the Leads wrong safely. Yeah, he's sort of a sentinel. He's not. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. He's he's not he's not the evil monster of the movie, and she you know she walks up with him on the beach. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I wish uh, that one didn't get short shrift. Um. But anyway, yeah. It's uh, yeah. Well, check it out. It's a good. Yeah. Good. You know, well-made documentary. Yeah, I liked what I saw. You know, I I think about half of it. But. Uh, um, what else? Uh, so Overlord. Yeah, so what's this one? Uh, so there's a movie in the 70s which is also called Overlord because that was one of the code names of uh, one of the beaches for the D-Day landings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the 70s one is like a very serious like uh, sort of, uh, documentary style about this uh, English kid who uh, you know gets recruited and goes off. It shows him being recruited and going through training and all his adventures and then ends up on the beach. Um, but anyway, this is, this is from last year. This is... Uh, uh, is uh, uh, I think it's the uh, oh I forget what the unit is I think it's the 101st 
but they parachute in and it's a disaster and most of them are killed. Um, and then you get a small band who, um, uh, they make it into this village where this, the, the target is this tower, which is, um, they've got to knock out because uh, then it will free up a, you know, a major air operation for the actual D-Day landings. Um, but uh, they discover that there's uh, Nazi experiments going on in this in this place uh, using the villagers, oh no, and, uh, which is creating these uh, uh, you know something a little more weird than the average Franken Nazis. Yeah, so it's kind of if you've seen Frankenstein's Army, you know, yeah, pretty much. I enjoyed Frankenstein's Army better. I think it was more bizarre. Uh, there were more surprises in it. This one, there's so many cliches in it. Yeah, it would be real fun to watch with an audience. Um, it kind of um, uh, mem- the momentum kind of drains out of it after like ten minutes, right? Uh, but it, it it comes back for a good ending. Um, I like that the hero was black, but it just didn't matter at all, right? Uh, and uh, it, you know, it obviously had a bit of money on it, um, and you can probably guess where it's all going. And it's, if you've seen. I think any American World War Two movie, you've seen a lot of the characters. Sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's there's this one that was just so cliched, it made me laugh. You know, the the, the gruff uh, guy with the Bronx accent or, yeah. or Brooklyn accent, I'm not sure, but uh, who, who's like uh, all gruff with the, the local cheeky kid, who then you know the, he ends up kind of adopting him, and yeah, uh, and you know what's going to happen. But uh, yeah, it, it was fun. So. Um, uh, yeah, um, mm-hmm, just reading through my notes on that one. Delivers on the gore, uh, good horror shots, especially early on. Uh, uh, oh yeah, it's got Wyatt Russell in it. Um, who's this like really badass soldier in it, and uh, he ends up <laughs> he's he's like a holding his explosives with fuses going. <laughs> and he just looks so much like Kurt Russell. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, anyway, it is fun stuff. Oh, wow. That's, that's stuff to uh, definitely give a chance. Did you watch Iron Sky? Yep. Did you like uh, Frankenstein's Army better? Yeah. Yeah, same. Uh, Iron Sky, I love the song, the lieback song. I don't even and remember. I love the trailers for it. I thought I enjoyed the trailers much more. And yeah. And, but when the actual movie, it's like that what, that joke extended too far, I think. Yeah. Too thin. It would have been a good short, but as a feature length, it wasn't, you know, there wasn't enough there to draw mm-hmm. from. Or maybe better writers would do it. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, should, the, the trailer left enough to the imagination. You were compelled to watch it, you know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what what is this? Uh, but once you saw it, it was yeah, not a lot. Well, like Joe Bob Briggs taught us, you know, writing don't cost anything. No, nope. <laughs> just sit down with your pen. Yeah. So, Tales from the Hood, nineteen ninety five, right? Yep. Uh, so, Jolian, you steered us toward this. Yeah. Uh, had you seen this early on, or was this a more recent oh, watch? Sure. I saw it on tape a long time ago, so it must have been when it just came out, and it was cut and yeah. cropped. Uh, so yeah, I didn't didn't like it that much. Right. But uh, now, seeing it now, it looks really good. 
Yeah, the rewatch was good. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean it's a really good looking print they have on Shutter. Well, they yeah. did have. Is it still there? No, no. You said it, it disappeared. It disappeared. Yeah. It was in the midst of disappearing when I tried to watch it. Oh. The icon was there. You click on it, you got a weird error message. Oh. And it was like, hey, refresh your browser, yeah. try again later. It was there. And then I went back to watch it and it was gone. So you both yeah. had to pay to see it? I had to pay yeah. to see it. But it was worth it. It was all right. And the transfer yeah, was, was four good. Bucks and it looked good. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. worth four bucks. Yeah. Sure. Um, I never watched this back in the day. Like, this would have been a video store rental. And uh, it, the reason I didn't is because I kind of figured it was an exploitive ripoff of Tales from the Crypt. And uh, it wasn't. It was mm-hmm. a, a different take on the anthology. It, it didn't follow the format exactly. You know, there was a... There was a wraparound story. There was a main guy, but it wasn't like the Crypt Keeper talking to you. Mm. He was talking to a couple of uh, Nimrods who kind of stumbled upon uh, his situation, thinking they were going to uh, uh, rob him for the gold that he stole off the bodies or whatever. Was that what he, they were thinking? What was their deal? Drugs. Drugs. Yeah, they think he's got they, a stash. Yeah, that he found a stash of drugs. They're not, they're not real specific about it. Uh, in the alley, and okay. now he has them stashed in the in the mortuary, mortuary somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, or so he leads them to believe. I don't mm-hmm. know that he ever had any drugs or. <laughs> He's playing. Yeah, all kinds of tricks on them. Spoiler, it's all hell. Yeah, we're gonna spoil this. <laughs> so, yeah, He's the devil, <laughs> Mister hey. Sims. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think of the setup on this thing? Oh, it was pretty good. Um, I watched this back when it came out. I remember seeing this on tape probably as well. Video store days. Yeah, video store days. So you were a kid in New Mexico. Uh, this would have been college. So. Oh, okay. So you were here in the greater Denver area. No, I wasn't in Denver yet. Where'd you go to college? New Mexico. Oh, Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't remember disliking it, but I don't remember much about it. Right. You know, it didn't make a real strong impression on me. There was no leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> right. But then what is? I think the setup, uh, until it goes into the first story, it is like Tales from the Crypt. You have this really fun, eccentric host. Yeah. Uh, Clarence Williams the third and, and yeah. uh, it's, it's fun yeah and you think oh it's all going to be I like that kind him. of fun ironic horror that EC did but then it gets into the story yeah <laughs> it takes a different tone yeah what did you guys think of the uh, okay so they 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 introduce you with this sort of wraparound like the whole setup for the wraparound story and they they touch back to it and then they finish up with it. But what did you guys think of the um, the rogue cop revelation? Yes, was that just like uh, super tropey and but but still worked or how did you feel about it? Did it, did it take the uh, the tropey story in a different direction that you liked? Well, it, it's I mean, do you mean tropey because it's like racist cops, racist crooked cops? Yeah, unfortunately, you know they've because that's not a real not thing like they've gone away it's not a real thing yeah um so a yeah trope and, for a reason <laughs> yeah you can still make those stories unfortunately right um but you know one of them was wings hauser 
Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, he's always, you know, welcome to see him playing a villain. Right. Um, and then uh, Tom Wright is played by Martin Morehouse, who was the Hitcher in Creepshow 2. Yeah, thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> uh, and Anthony Griffith was Officer Clarence Smith. Yeah. He's one of the, the many comedians in this movie. Right. Or is it many? Few. Well, David Allen Greer uh, is in it too. Yeah. yeah. And the director is a stand up comedian. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rusty Cundiff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this one, uh, they, they kind of gave you like the, the, the typical uh, cut rate cop show kind of set up where, you know, there's there's a good cop who's, who, you know, who's going to be uh, sort of over. Uh, run over by these bad cops and they've got their scheme to cover up what it is they're doing mm-hmm. and they're going to off somebody to do it. They shoot him full of drugs and dump him in the... Yeah, and they plant a bag on him. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, this whole thing is, like, we've seen it before, but it's so much more sinister and it drives the one guy crazy and it drives him to hitting the bottle really hard mm-hmm. and uh, he decides he's going to bring it all back around and... Uh, and he calls them out and they think, well, we got to finish this guy off. Mm-hmm. And so I like how they, they, that, that ending was different than what, of course you'd see on a cop yeah. show or whatever. Yeah. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah. I liked it. So you had a bit of money with all the car chases and that, and that amazing effect with the graffiti. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Street art. And, um, but you know, as soon as they, they're like beaten up on, on this guy and, and, uh, like, um, uh, strange fruit kicks in. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> it's yeah. just heartbreaking. It really is. It just really changed the tone of the whole film. Yeah, and they're they're peeing on that guy's grave. Mm-hmm. That's just horrible. <laughs> but you know, you got to make these guys really awful before you kill them off. Uh, do you do you have like a a real standout favorite story out of the bunch? Let's see. What was the the first one? So the first one's Road Cop, and then it was Boys Do Get Bruised, where you have the teacher. And the, the kid who, oh, draw, yeah. who draws the stuff that happens. Yeah. Which kind of felt Twilight Zony. And then it's KKK comeuppance. Yeah. We have the, the puppets, mm-hmm. the dolls. And then the last one. And then one it's is... Hardcore Convert, where you have the gang. Yeah. Uh, Kilos. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I think the boys do get bruised was kind of my favorite, you know, because the, the kid was drawing pictures and then mm-hmm. the special effects were really good. Yeah. Yeah. People getting crumpled up. Right. Looked good. Did. Yeah. And David Allen Greer is always a favorite. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Don No Soul Simmons. He's, he's kind of shockingly, I mean, he's such an awful character. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty brutal, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he could, he could play more than just goofy comedian <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh, you guys saw Amazon Women on the Moon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don No Soul Simmons. That was him. Oh, okay. That, that yeah. was him, wasn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he's playing the piano and singing those really, really white songs. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Um, that was my shoe squeaking against my other shoe. Okay. Yeah, because it's a, still a little wet outside. Uh, yeah, so uh, ro- the, the setup, of course, you know, was really fun leading in. You thought, well, this is going to be light. It's going to be a little crazy, a little silly. And Rogue Cop Revelation is like, okay, that went dark real quick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but what a spectacular finish, you yeah. know? Uh, special effects were good. Uh, you know, the, all the people who were supposed to be awful were awful. Uh, 
And boys do get bruised. Wait, no, that's that wasn't my shoe squeaking. That's got to be the little dog. Hold on a sec. Let me let the little dog in. <laughs> Hello. Oh, what a charming sweater. <laughs> Isn't it nice? Oh, you like a walking chocolate box. <laughs> Look at you. Well, now you know who's here. Now we know what sounds like a squeaky shoe. <laughs> That's funny because my shoe did squeak and then there was a little dog. <laughs> yeah. There was another little dog. Yeah, that's, that's the Chihuahua. Hi. Come here. She Yo. usually watches the scary movies with me, but oh. she normally falls asleep, so she doesn't get too scared by them. So, yeah, boys do get bruised. Um, KKK comeuppance, I got to be honest with you guys, I did nod off for about five or ten minutes of this one, so I think I missed some important plot points. So, uh, what the... What the hell happened in that one? The uh, spirits of uh, murdered slaves inhabit the dolls yeah. of this guy who's running for some kind of political office, um, Duke Metger. Duke? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what, a, what an interesting choice of a name. Oh, yeah, all the names in this are like, there's no accident. Right. Um <laughs> And the, uh, uh, the, dog. the dog is climbing a, me. Sorry. There's Go a ahead. lot of uh, stop motion animation at the end of this, as you yeah. might, might imagine, and it's done by the uh, Chodo brothers. Oh, cool. They did uh, Killer Clowns. Yeah. Yeah, the Killer Clowns effects still hold up. And then, uh, well, at least the sculpts do. I don't the know. lead doll uh, returns in Tales in the Hood 2. Oh, really? Did you watch that recently? Yep. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. You watched that one? It just came out last year, I think. Yeah. How does that uh, fall in line with this one? Is it uh, equal, okay? Uh, I think so? it's about this. It's the same director, and uh, Keith David plays uh, Mr. Sims. Oh, cool. but he, he's like really cranks it up. He's he's you know he's just as intense. Uh, okay. Did something happen with Clarence Williams? Or? I don't know what. I mean, what? what I don't know. It? No. Okay. Contract I thing. Health. I thought he had died, but yeah, I may be wrong. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's a similar sort of thing. Uh, very on the nose stories. Uh, feels lo- much lower budget. There's no spectacular mm. um, chases and, and things. And, and uh, there's some really. Uh, I wasn't too keen on the CG yeah. for the climax. But um, I mean, it, I mean uh, yeah. Again, they're like the end story is just terribly sad and just made me cry. It's, it's really. Uh, yeah. Um, it's about Emmett Till. Yeah, mm. yeah. If if any of our listeners don't know the story, it's it's a tough one. But yeah, yeah. He, he's one of the icons of uh, the the civil rights movement because of it. it was so awful. And his his mother wanted uh, to you know she didn't want to hide it. She wanted to open casket. Yeah. Everything. So it's, it's so you you can't deny what happened if you if you get to see it. Yeah, but it, so in the last story of that one, it, it's his ghost comes and and uh, same sort of thing. So the the third story in this one, where you've got the uh, the white politician and his black assistant, uh, and in, in Tales in the Hood two, um, the the assistant is basically getting told to uh, 
you know, here are the ghosts of everyone who's died in sacrifice for the civil rights movement, and how how dare you help out this guy? Right. Um, you've got to make a sacrifice. Um, yeah, yeah, that was really sad. But um, uh, yeah, it, it was. I thought it was as good. So, do you think there's a more complicated issue uh, socially in our country than than race relations? <laughs> In this country, I mean, I don't know about other countries, but I mean, seeing it firsthand, uh, you know, it's like, hey, newsflash, everybody, white privilege is real. Yeah. And I mean, to to be fair and honest about it, it's like the extent of it is kind of news to most people mm-hmm. who who benefit from it. Yeah, and um, as far as white culture is concerned. Uh, this country is founded on genocide and racism. You've got to confront it. Sure. Um, do most do most people not want to admit that I though? Just about every country's been guilty of those things, uh, right? Including mine. Sure. To, to a huge extent. Sure. The, the, there was a point in time where the sun never set on the British Empire, yeah. and uh, maybe it's not true anymore. But <laughs> but those places are still there. Yeah, it's now Commonwealth. <laughs> yeah, the history the history um, is still there. But I, I do wonder, is there, you know, other than uh, uh, the, the relationship between the sexes, is there something that's more volatile and more complicated than race relations? And I don't think there is. Mm. And I don't think we're going to solve these problems anytime soon. But it is good that, you know, with our entertainment and our media, uh, that these these issues are put in front of us for us to maybe consider them a different way or to look at maybe a, a, an opposing point of view because sometimes you see journalists go out and try and meet and understand a, you know, a Klansman or something. It's like, well, yeah, that's, that's good to, to see the other side of it, but uh, what are we doing about it? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer always ends up being not enough, <laughs> but then my question is like, well, what else can we do? Mm. And try not to be a horrible person is kind of my path. And it, and I don't feel like it's enough. Mm. So that's, I don't know, man. <laughs> so we have horror movies that are like, we're going there. Yeah. And uh, I, I like that. I and mean, this is, it, the, these movies are really on the nose. There's no poetry to them. Right. But it's like, this is the issue. These, you know, you know who these people represent. Um, Do you think the lack of poetry is deliberate? Yeah, they're just angry. Yeah. It's like, we're not going to dress it up. Yeah. I mean, they have supernatural elements to it. But this is, uh, when I was watching it, um, and it felt like more like uh, shock suspense stories than Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. Right, because shock suspense stories would take issues, hot issues of the day, or, which still exist, and and do a like a parable story about them. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, there'd be a bit more art to them in the sense of um, there'd be a bit more entertainment value in in the you know the, they'd be embedded in a good story. Yeah. Sure. Um, it wouldn't like smack you in the face of them. Right. But then I also like. You know, coming from punk rock sensibilities, you know, I, I like like this just expression of rage. You know, like sure, 
this is this is what's going on. We're going to shout in your face about it. Yeah, you're not trying to like sift through the uh, the the finer points of some prog rock uh, opera about something. It's like a punk rock song, kind of just throws it at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I'm, you. I mean, you know, some, some, like the Rod Serling approach. Um, it, it comes from a place of privilege. Really, is is like a, we're going to address our race issues as aliens or robots or whatever. Yeah. But uh, you know. You, you get the feeling that that's because that person doing the story is has less raw anger about it than right make, makers of this film. Yeah, they're examining it from a more comfortable uh, point of view, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, but you put executive producer Spike Lee, um, mm. you know, in charge of a project, and he's gonna he's gonna just try to make sure everything is funded properly and green lighted properly. Yeah. Sure, because he obviously brought a lot of uh, money to this. Yeah, first it, one. It seemed that way. I don't know about the second one, but yeah, this the first one looked like the budget was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I didn't look up what the budget was, but you know, other than the limits of CG at the time. Uh, yeah, but I think that that street art effect is really good. Yeah, it looks good. I was thinking of the the devil effect, the kind of morphing stuff. Oh, at the very end. Yeah, at the very end. Yeah, that that was just the limits of CG at the time, I believe. Yeah, was, I don't even remember. You had to have doing much. You had to have T two money to make it look really good. Yeah, <laughs> nobody had T two money except James Cameron. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, all in all, it was uh, it, it was better than I because I had never seen this. Mm. It was better oh, than I expected, yeah. and. Uh, It'd be like someone watching a Puppet Master movie thinking the puppets wouldn't look like they were really moving properly. The, the, the puppets are probably, you know, the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they actually well, look the like... The Puppet they're... Master? Yeah, the yeah. puppets are the best yeah. part of the movie. The actors and the, and the writers are the worst parts. Are the worst, yes. You know, I honestly have not seen that new one that's got Barbara Crampton in it, but, you know, if she's in a movie, I'll watch it, and she's probably going to do a good job. Yeah, I watched it. And did she do a good job with what she was given? Oh, yeah, she's always good. What was she given? Not I can't. Much. I can't <laughs> nothing, nothing good writing-wise? <laughs> uh, I think Udo Key is in it as well. Oh, sure. It's I, like I vaguely remember it now. It's like, it was all of a year ago. Right. Here, read my bad lines. Okay. Here, do them really well. But they're so bad. Uh, yeah, so so we bring we bring the uh, well okay, f- this bears mentioning uh, all of the the photographs of the lynchings oh. were were authentic. Yeah. If you are not ready for this, this is shocking. Mm. Uh, if you are ready for this, it's heart wrenching and still shocking uh, because we may have seen a handful of these photos before but to actually see so many of them and the people who are so pleased to be in these photos. Yeah. Yeah, that one with the little girl got me. Oh, my God. So uh, so you, you have that um, that bucket of ice water dumped over your head. If you, if you weren't ready or if you were ready, there mm. it is. And... Uh, and, it, and it's a very good, very sobering thing to have in a movie like this, I think. Do, do you recognize Rosalind Cash? 
she was the doctor, Doctor oh, Cushing. No, I <laughs> great name. Uh, no, I did not. Uh, she was in uh, the Omega Man. Oh, okay. She's yeah. the woman in that. Yeah, she seemed familiar, but I thought, oh, character actors. You yeah, know. and she's in another uh, uh, movie called uh, Doctor Black and Mister Hyde, sometimes called Doctor Black and Mister White. Oh, okay. Which is like, um, uh, I think it's set in L.A. But you have this like black doctor who's 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 got a clinic downtown and and then he gets nobbled by the, the evil white man, I think. Yeah. And he, he and but he, he, he can turn white every now and then and becomes this evil guy. He becomes an evil white guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Or a white guy. I think it's Harlem because they've got that cool sculpture thing at the end. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, that's a fun one. So, um, so the movie wraps up with. We'll let that noisy truck go by. Wow, get a muffler, dude. Uh, so the movie wraps up. You know, we, we come back around to the main characters and the mortician, and uh, we get the big reveal. You mm-hmm. know that uh, they're not going to get what they want. He's get this the devil. Mm-hmm. And then he bad CGs into an actual devil in case the implication wasn't enough. You get, a, you know, the literal visual of it. And, uh, and then they're going to burn forever. Mm. There you have it. So, you know, they put a bow on it. You think, that's it. We only need one of these. And, of course, we got a sequel. Mm-hmm. This probably well, didn't... The, the sequel, they're taking on... I mean, the, the issues are similar, but they're very, you know, very much out of the headlines of the past year or so. So it was ripped from the headlines, mm-hmm. updated. Okay. Yeah. Um, it would have been cool if they would have kept doing them. You know, maybe do a couple more. I don't know if the second one was any good, so I can't say they should have kept doing them. But uh, this well, was maybe cool. Maybe they will. Yeah, they could bring them back around. Yeah, well, I mean, the last one just came out last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that recent? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, 2018. So. Wow, I had no I idea. You just went direct to video. Well, yeah, like everything else now, right? Yeah. You can on Netflix. They appear to have no standards. <laughs> well, and they also don't really care about horror movies that much. No. Although they put Bird Box on there, so. You know. So I heard dubbed Mom Horror. Mom Horror. <laughs> yes. And oh, like, Mom, Mom Horror. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, I uh, heard something different there. Uh, what was it? I can't remember the, whatever that Cloverfield Paradox was, dad sci-fi. <laughs> dad sci-fi and mom you know, horror. Like, mom could sit down and watch this horror movie and it won't be too scary okay. for her. Uh, dad sci-fi, you could pass out and miss large chunks of it, wake up and go, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> you didn't miss much. You didn't miss much. <laughs> well, that seems fair. Yeah, I do wonder, like, what's what's netflix's deal like how hard is it to license that much stuff because they've probably got more money than amc well that's i don't know if that's true because amc had uh breaking bad and walking dead so they've probably got a lot of sponsor money because they own shutter now when you Mm. saw the big change in shutter it was because of amc money Mm. but why can't netflix just license some stuff I mean, they have a bunch of crap you never heard of, like this direct-to-video, no-name garbage. 
Yeah, they're, they're upping their own production. Um, they want to be Oscar contenders. Yeah, which is cool, but... They're it, pushing the next Scorsese movie, uh, The Irishman. Oh, really? They want it to qualify for the Oscars. Well, we'll see about that, won't we? Does it, have, does it still have to get a theatrical release to do that? I don't know. And I think that's what the rule is now, but it's, you know, it's looking kind of old-fashioned. Yeah. With, um, uh, was it Roma doing so well last year? Right. Well, in a lot of that stuff, it's a technicality that you just rent a theater mm-hmm. in two different cities oh, and yeah. show it for two nights each. Yeah. And then you've fulfilled the obligation. And that's kind of all it is. But, uh, well... There you go. <laughs> the little dog finds that very alarming. The dog sounds. So, uh, Will, do you recommend this to horror fans, this uh, anthology? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. How, how, how do you think uh, non-horror fans would handle this one? Is this mom horror or dad horror enough? No. no. <laughs> uh, probably not. I think you'd probably stick with horror fans. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think this is for... Any of the people outside of our circle? Not really. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree on that for sure. Jolene, do you recommend this one to horror fans? Uh, yeah, and and uh, I think non horror fans who are like into the issues, yeah, would like it. You know, to see it distilled in this way. Um, sure. Uh, but I'd I'd have to you know have to have the caveat you're going to see real world horror. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. In, in fact, you're going to see probably more of that. A than lot you, of it in one, in one place. Yeah. You're going to see more of that than you're going to see uh, your usual horror movie stuff, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. If you kind of were to, you know, make checklists of, or, or you know, tallies of this and that, uh, you're going to see more real world horror in this than uh, the imagined. You know, there's very few vampires or werewolves going to show up and <laughs> things that yell boo at you and mm-hmm. jump out. But uh, yeah, I think horror fans can dig this for sure. It does not feel as dated as it could. No, not at all, unfortunately. You, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Some of the stuff I wish did feel dated. but How I, quaint. Yeah. How quaint. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when. Simpler remember, times. Remember when white people were awful? <laughs> remember this simpler times? When they were privileged and awful. <laughs> mm. And black people had it bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, the but the look of the movie does hold up really well. Yeah. And the transfer that we all saw was... So it looks better than the sequel. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, you the sequel's just shot on digital yeah. web and uh, just looks cheap. Shot on an yeah. iPhone. Mm. <laughs> shot with a GoPro. <laughs> right. Vampire POV. Yep. P.O. Vamp. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, any choices for next time? Any any ideas? I have one. Uh, yeah, let's hear it. Well, no, uh, go ahead, well. I was going to suggest if we could find one, a movie about moving. Oh, since God. Since you just moved. <sighs> what were you going to suggest? Well, we, we, can, uh, we can go with Sugar Hill. Oh, okay. That would work. Any idea where it's available? Yep. Where? I've got it in my bag. Oh, cool. Any idea where the listeners could find it? <laughs> no. other, than, other than your bag? Uh, it's on Blu-ray. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, go on and buy it, you cheapskates. <laughs> We're not your mom. 
<laughs> should have put all those on Shutter. That yeah, they, yeah, they should have. In that but uh, you know, they already taken off Towers in the Hood for some reason. I don't know why. What the hell? I, I, it's, it's like it's a, Black History Month was February, I think. Yeah, they're like goodbye when they were they were done with that. <laughs> yeah, oh, we we can go back to all the white stuff now. Right, yep. white girls in sororities. Right, the way it ought to be. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know when we're recording, but I will be in Seattle for Emerald City Comic Con. Mm. So, if we have any listeners who are in the greater Seattle area and are going to go there, uh, look up the booth that's called Plastic Empire. I'll be there helping my friend Dustin and selling some stuff. Yeah. So you could stop by and say hi and tell us, you know, what you think of our show. Give yeah. us a bumper. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think that that sounds like a good one. We'll we'll, we'll watch that. We'll talk about it. And uh, anything else before we get out of here? No, Mo- moving that... is the real horror. Yes. Moving is the real horror. So we need a moving movie. So there's plenty of haunted house movies where they just they just, just moved move in. in house. House to Amityville Horror. How about the Burbs? Mm. Poltergeist, obviously. Yeah. They they recently moved into that house. Yeah. Yeah, the Burbs, had they just moved into the neighborhood? I feel like they had. No, the people, the the bad people moved in. The weirdos moved in. The weirdos moved in. Well, that's my story. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody thought that the guy who did lots of weird stuff to this house was up to something or was weird. And so they're all driving by really slow looking like someone bought the bunker Ooh. or the weird house or so whatever they call it. investigated the basement? Uh, well, or luckily, the sub-basement? Yeah, luckily there is no such thing here. Uh-huh, that's what you think. They don't know Maybe that. More. Yeah, there could be stuff. You're up on an embankment. Yeah. Could be anything down there. Yeah, this, this neighborhood has a few old hills and uh, who knows what's buried under them. Yeah. You're not that far from Cheeseman Park. This is true. Ooh, spooky. Yeah, listeners, look that one up. <laughs> Bodies everywhere. All right, that's a good note to leave it on. Should we call it a show? Sure. Sure. Hey, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>